How many springs does an official ball have in it? How many springs? It doesn't have any springs in it. Well, how does it bounce then? It's air. There's air in the ball. Well, there's air in this room. How come this room ain't bouncing? Hey everyone, this is your host Chris Hasekwat. You are listening to the Love Means Nothing Tennis Podcast. It's been a big week here in Vancouver. Uh, the Labor Cup is going on. It's the largest tennis event in this city ever, hands down. Uh, they took over Rogers Arena, which is where the Vancouver Canucks play, where a lot of the concerts are. And they basically just totally redesigned the arena. It looks great for Laver. They got the blue lights, the red lights, the all-black court. Uh, you know, they've got the little area, the seating area where the players sit. They've got like a VIP area, which I got to talk about because something crazy happened to me last night coming out of the VIP area. Um, it's basically been a week long event. Okay. The event started yesterday on Friday. It goes till Sunday. Uh, the first media event was on Tuesday. Okay. I managed to get into that by basically lying about how big, how large my audience was on my podcast. And I said, Hey, can I get a media pass for the entire event? And they said, absolutely not. You can't, but we will give you a one day pass where it was just like a small kind of introduction to Laver. Uh, it was with uh, Patrick McEnroe, who I had the opportunity to speak with for a few minutes, just kind of privately. I just said, hey, Patrick, what's up? Uh, I listen to your pod, I said. Obviously, I'm a fan. I'm not like a massive fan, but of course, I'm going to say that. Um, we started talking a little bit. We started talking about the gross grind, which is this hike in Vancouver that's very popular it's in it's in North Vancouver and you essentially it's straight up a mountain okay and it's like very difficult the average time if you're not fit is an hour and a half if you're very fit it's like 45 minutes if you're like an absolute beast and you're like making world records some people do it in like mid 30s okay anyway Patrick McEnroe was telling asking about things to do I said hey you should do the grouse grind he said okay maybe I will I wasn't smart enough to say, hey, why don't we do it together? Because afterwards, I'm like, oh shit, I should interview him while going up the gross grind while we're both exhausted. That would be hilarious. That would be fun. I thought it was unlikely that it was going to happen. And I was right. It didn't happen. I tried afterwards getting like his personal contact information to like ask him if he wanted to do it. Nobody got back to me. In fact, the one guy that was hooking me up for you know getting into the different events I feel like by asking that question I asked like a little too much of them and then they kind of stopped responding to me which was understandable and I kind of feel like an outsider even you know when you see all these players and like okay so last night I had like we had good seats my wife and I and so we were really close to like where like Federer and the Rocket and like Tommy Haas and like all of these guys that are like fixtures, okay, like on the ATP tour, like, no, I'm just not talking about the players and the celebrities, but like the guys behind the scenes who you'll like occasionally see on TV as well. And there's, there's like this inner circle, as you'd expect. And I'm not in that circle. And I really felt like an outsider. I was kind of hating myself for a while last night because I thought, how do I get in there? And I realized 
with this pod, I essentially just need to like start interviewing some interesting people. It's all about relationships, as we know. They'll introduce me to more people, and hopefully, I'll start working in to that elite tennis circle, if you know what I'm saying. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I talked to Patrick McEnroe, tried to get his contact information. That didn't work. Uh, I did interview. This was previous. This was set up prior. So they gave me about five or 10 minutes with the current CEO of Labor Cup. His name's Steve Zacks. He's a nice guy. Um, seems like a smart guy. I wouldn't say he's necessarily a tennis guy, which... I don't know if I'm surprised by that or not. Uh, he obviously knows tennis a bit. He's been, you know, CEO of Labor Cup for a number of years now. So if he didn't know anything about tennis, that would be pretty sad. But uh, just based on like the questions I was asking them, they were pretty generic answers. Maybe he just didn't want to talk to me. And he just wanted to get it done over and over with. I'm not really sure. Um, but that was interesting. I'll play that interview somewhere within this podcast. I haven't really thought about the production of this pod yet, but I'll be playing it. The volume's kind of low on it, so you might have to turn up the volume on it, but make sure you turn it back down before I start talking again, otherwise it'll blow your speakers. Uh, Anyway, so that media event was on Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, you know, there was like a practice session where some people got to go to. I didn't want to go to that. Roger Federer came out one of the days and hit with some juniors, hit a few balls which would have been amazing for these kids. I just don't think these these kids are like 5, 10, you know, like even 13 years old. They don't really understand how much of a legend Federer is. Whereas like if it was somebody like myself, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't even control myself, but these kids are just like chill. Like it's just like another random guy. Um. Anyway, so the Labor Cup, okay, it started uh, last night. You know, some people, there's like a mixture, okay? Some people are shitting on it a little bit, being like they weren't able to attract like the top talent this year, which is true, right? The European team is pretty weak compared to the players that could have played in it. We're thinking, I'm talking about the Djokovic's, the, Alcara- the Alcaraz's, the Rune's, Tsitsipas, Zverev, etc., right? None of these guys showed up. So it almost feels like the ultimate tennis showdown, like the exact same players that Patrick Mortegolo, the guy that's about to go to jail from my last pod that he puts together. Um, But anyway, it's still like they put on like a really amazing event, but not attracting the top players does make you question like, what exactly is it about? Like, is it going to draw the fans? If Federer, like for example, if Federer wasn't showing up and wasn't part of it, like nobody would go to this and they were selling tickets for pretty like high prices to start. I think they started coming down and I know some people on Twitter were like highlighting how much lower the prices have gone down because they haven't sold out. But I was there last night and I'll be honest with you, it was looked like it was basically sold out. And if not, it was very close. It filled up almost a 20,000 person stadium. So there was a lot of people there. Anyway, I didn't go to the day session. I went to the night session and uh, there was like, it was all like, it looked good. It was done well. Uh, and then there was a little bit of controversy in this match. Okay. So it was Felix Auger Aliassime versus Gael the Monf, Monfils. And, um, anyway, h- how it all went down was 
Monfils was kind of like mess, messing around. And I'll give you my take, okay? Monfils was messing around a little bit. He was treating it like he was trying, but he was treating it, I would say, like 50-50 effort level with like an exhibition match, trying to have fun, bring the crowd into it, etc. Which I actually think is like was pretty good because he was playing with the crowd. He was having fun. You obviously, it's still, it's not an exhibition how Labor Cup have kind of structured this. Like you should give full effort, but there should be a time where you can kind of play with the crowd a little bit because again, it's not like a real tournament. Let's just be honest. Anyway, Felix on the other side was getting kind of annoyed with Monfils' antics and was going to the referee saying that he needs to play by the ATP rules and he can't like stall and delay between points and do these like whatever these entertainment things that he was doing. Like there was one, there was two bad calls against him. Then he went to the lines person. He sat next to the lines person. Like he was putting on a show and the crowd actually loved it. And when this was happening, I even said to my wife, I'm like, Felix needs to ease up a little bit. Like why doesn't the guy like the guy isn't really that loved because he doesn't know how to like engage with the fans like he's obviously an amazing athlete great player great guy but he needs to engage with the fans more anyway he complained to the umpire nobody knew exactly what was going on unless you were listening I think there was an app where you could listen to what like the players were saying on the side we weren't listening to it anyway you could tell Monfils was like aggravated about something he went and talked to McEnroe then he went and talked to Felix himself. And it was like, at first he thought it was just like friendly, like he was playing games. But then you realize it wasn't friendly. Anyway, like I said, Monfils was, said that he was told that he could play free, have fun, etc. Ali Asim was saying, what are you doing? This is like real tennis. My take on it was that Monfils actually has a good point to, you know, having fun out there and whatever. But on the other hand... After he got all like pissy that Ali Asim and all these other people wanted to take it more seriously than he thought. First off, has he ever watched Labor Cup? Like in the past, like the matches have been quite serious, to be honest. So like, I don't know if Monfils came in totally blind, but I still understand what he was trying to do and I liked it. But then after that, after all that shit went down, Monfils just tanked. Like there is literally 20,000 people there paying a lot of money for their tickets like there were celebrities everywhere Steve Nash was sitting next to us Dirk Nowitzki was sitting next to us there's just like celebrities everywhere David Foster was there he had a charitable thing there's like a charity the day before all the money went to the Foster Foundation anyway he tanked the rest of that set and then he started kind of fucking around and tanking the second set and Aliasim beat him easily and it kind of just like ended like that so from one point I actually agree and disagree with both of them. I actually agree that Monfils was in the right having a little bit of fun and Ali Asim was taking it a little bit too seriously, okay? But then, on the other hand, once they had this conversation, Monfils tanking was pathetic, it was immature, and, like, it was just disrespectful to the crowd, okay? That's my take. Um, anyway, after that match, um, we go into this, like, it's called, like, the racket or no no the rocket club referencing rod laver the rocket it's like a little like vip area okay we just like cruise in there have some champagne have a little bit of like sashimi as we do and i'm just trying to sound sweet i'm actually not sweet uh anyway we're hanging out there 
And then the doubles match started, okay, Tiafo and Tommy Paul against Ruvlev and Arthur Phils. Arthur Phils clearly the weakest link out of the four, and I'll talk to you about it a little bit. Um, and we're, like, going back through this kind of, like, tunnel area, um, like, during literally the first set. So we're, like, it was, like, already, like, 3-all or 4-2 or something like that, 5-2. So we're late to the match, and we literally just crossed paths with Roger Federer. Like he comes out of this other little tunnel and we basically like almost bump shoulders. And it was just like, first off, Roger Federer has basically been my hero. Okay. Since I was like 18 years old, I was totally starstruck. My wife was cool about it. She's like, Hey, cause she's like very like, she's like almost eight months pregnant, very show. And she's like, Hey, we're going to name our baby after you. He liked that. Then we're just like, Oh my God, that was crazy. And then he's like standing literally like next to us. Cause we're all waiting to get in. And then I'm basically just like, hey, Raj, like, I know you probably don't want to do this. This is annoying, but can I please get like a photo with you? And he's just like, yeah, the lighting sucks in here. Let's move over here. Let's do it. We got a few photos. I'm like, thanks, man. We're basically BFFs by the end of it. I'll be honest with you. He's probably thinking of me right now as I talk. Um, Didn't know I did not mention the pod. I'm obviously not going to mention my pod with like 100 followers, okay? By the way, start following my pod. I need I need to get past that 100 mark. Um, anyway, guys, I do actually have more than 100 followers. Um, just to put it out there. So that was insane. That was cool. Like I posted it on Instagram. Like literally I'd never posted on Instagram about my wife being pregnant. And she's like in the photo, like completely blowing up. And then I post that about Roger Federer, forgetting that maybe she wanted to like make an initial post being like, hey, everybody. Anyway, it was good times. I was basically starstruck. Like I said, I know I sound like a fanboy. We went back in. We watched the rest of the uh, match. The Rublev, the, the doubles was actually a lot of fun to watch. Tiafo's dope. Tommy Paul's tiny and he's dope. Uh, Rublev's amazing. And Arthur Phil's, he's got obvious talent. Okay, he's young. He's only what, like 20 years old, 19 years old. He's a little smaller than I thought, so he'll never have a really big serve. He's a pretty short guy, so he'll always kind of be inhibited by that. Um, I'm not saying he can't be very good, but he was for sure on like just like a lower level than the other guys. Like he'd miss the odd volley, the odd shot, whatever that he probably should have made. And that was the difference in the match. It went to like a third set, 10 point little tiebreak thing. And it was just like, obviously, between these guys, just a few point separation. But Arthur Phils was definitely the weak link on the Rublev team, Team Europe. They lost it now. Team Europe's like down 0-4, okay? They're down like 4-0 against Team World. Not that anybody really gives a shit. Um, but anyway, that's how it's going down. I'm heading back to the labor literally in 30 minutes for the day session. It starts at 1 p.m. I got to get going. It's 10 to 12 right now. Haven't showered, haven't done anything. I need to get, I need to do some with my life. Why is it 10 to 12? I'm sitting here with some slide on sandals, my shorts on, no shirt on. I haven't showered, I haven't done anything except drank about 17 coffees this morning. Uh, anyway, so that's a little recap of Laver. I'm going to post after this, or I'm just going to post the interview with Steve Zacks. I hope you enjoyed. I've got my first guest coming coming on the pod on Monday. Very exciting. Uh, he's a beauty. Big personality. I was supposed to have a guest 
the one of the founders of Ace Club, which is like a dope brand. They started probably as like a merch brand. We'll we'll see. Anyway, he was supposed to come on last week. He had to go to like Turkey last minute, um, but hopefully we can reschedule in the next couple of weeks with him. And I'll provide more of an update on labor if anything else cool happens. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for listening. I am your host, Chris Asikwa. This is the Love Means Nothing Tennis Podcast. Don't forget to follow and enjoy the interview. Bye-bye. This is Chris Hasekwant from the Love Means Nothing Tennis Podcast. It's a big day today. We are on site, ground zero in Vancouver at Labor Cup. The all black court is out. It's looking good. I'm here with the Labor Cup CEO, Steve Zachs. It's a pleasure to have you on. What's happening today? Tell me a little bit about what we're doing here and everything that's going on. So it's Monday here. Uh as you can see, we're not quite finished building out the arena. We transform it from what you would know from coming here for concerts or hockey, but uh, make it really fitting for tennis. And so the black court is down and the net is up, but some of the stands are still being built and the uh, player seating area, bench area that everybody knows from watching it on TV is still being built. Uh, players starting arriving today, so we're really getting going. Yeah, looks uh, good. Yeah, looks great. So, okay, uh, Labor Cup started in 2017. It's now the sixth Labor Cup, previously held in iconic loca- locations throughout Europe um, and the rest of the world. How did you choose Vancouver? I know you talked about this earlier in the pref- press conference, but what excites you most about Vancouver? Well, I just. I had never been to Vancouver before we uh, first got asked yeah. uh, by the city and the arena to consider it. I just love it. It's a beautiful place. I think uh, it makes for a perfect Labor Cup host city because it's got a great uh, arena, uh, sports mad town, yeah. uh, beautiful place to visit. So um, we knew we'd have fans here who wanted to come and fans who would want to come here. Yeah. We, uh, there are a lot of tennis fans here in Vancouver. Clearly, uh, you're a tennis fan. Lots of new names this year. What uh, and who are you most excited about seeing? And are there any potential matchups that you're most interested in? Well, I guess, you know, if you look at the previous five Labor Cups on paper, Europe was favored. And uh, yeah. so I think the real difference this year is that it's kind of a pick em situation. You've got uh, a lot of the world team members have moved up and the Europe guys who are still strong have had some up and down years. So I think uh, it's, it's hard to call. I think that's one of the most exciting things. And then coming out of, uh, let's say, the US Open, you've got uh, Ben Shelton yeah. who really performed Tiafo has had a great uh, run at this time of the year. So um, actually, Tommy Paul had some really great outings. So I yeah. think I think it's those are some of the people I'm really excited yeah, totally, to see. Totally agree. So you kind of touched on my next question here, but I was going to say that Labor Cup was obviously last year's Labor Cup was epic. Federer retirement, the emotional farewell, him and Adal, them holding hands, crying together, everyone that was like you know floating around social media for a couple of weeks afterwards. Um, what do you think is in store this year that's going to shock or unite the fans? Might not be as, uh, you know, last year is going to be hard to top as far as uniting the fans, but is there anything that you mentioned, Shelton, anything else you're really excited about? Well, you know, each year has been different. Um, 
you know, the very first year in Prague, we thought, wow, if we could just get Federer and Nadal to play doubles together, that's the whole thing. And people were really excited about that. But in the end, it was the tournament itself and seeing all the players together and the intense competition and the way it looked and all that, that got everybody excited. And I think the same thing will happen here. As we said, there's new people emerge. I think uh, in Boston, people fell in love with Rublev for the very first time. He was considered yeah. the MVP. And, uh, you know, last year, Felix and Tiafo really performed. And you never know what's going to happen. That's what's fun. Yeah, and the players coming together is a good segue to my next question. So I listened to a podcast with Jack Sock the other day. He's a Labor Cup legend himself. And he made it sound like the purse, the, the money that you earn at the Labor Cup was pretty significant. How much is it and how does it get allocated between the players of the winning team? Right. Well, this is not a secret. Uh, but so the players earn an appearance fee based on their ranking coming into the Labor Cup. Okay. But then each of them on the winning team gets 250 uh, U.S. dollars. Okay, damn. So they don't have to split it up. Uh, that's up to you know, what they do with their own is up to them, but they each get $250,000. Nice. Okay, solid. Um, okay, Labor Cup, obviously, it's about the photo ops. Um, you know, it's friendly off, off the court, a lot of social events. But how would you describe the atmosphere and the competitive spirit of the matches on court? Well, I think um, right from the start, it's been very competitive. The, the players are not just playing for themselves. They're playing for their teammates, uh, for pride, for their, their captains. And so I think there's a lot of intensity, uh, a lot of support from each other. Um, so, but at the same time, a lot of respect. And so yeah. you've got uh, the two going, and that was sort of uh, the root uh, that came from Rod Laver. And then it's the same way that Borg and McEnroe are. Right. They fought it out, but they respect each other and are friends now. Makes sense. Okay, cool. So, Steve, really appreciate your time. Uh, we're almost six minutes in. I've got rapid fire five questions. Are you cool if we just rip through them? Yes. Okay, sweet. Um, team Europe or Team World? Yes. Will the phone drop celebration be on full display? I really don't know what anybody's going to do, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. The average person thinks that they could win one game off a pro in a match. Of the players at the Labor Cup, who would you have the best chance of winning a game off of? I don't think I could get one off of any of them. Okay. Hints on next year's Labor Cup location? This, the hint is it's going to Berlin, and that's already known. Oh, shit. Okay, my bad. My bad. Didn't come in properly prepared. And what is the name of your favorite tennis podcast? I'm not going to throw out any, anything other than mine, by the way. is called Love Means Nothing. Given that I'm on it, it's Love Means Nothing. All right, sweet. Okay, thanks, Steve. Really appreciate it. Best of luck with the Labor Cup. I'm excited to be a fan and come here on the weekend and start watching some good tennis. Can't wait to see you here. Right. Looking forward okay, to it. Thanks a lot.